Well, this morning I want to talk to you about remembering, the importance of remembering. And uh, there's, a, there's a book that was written by a guy named Dr. Oliver Sacks, and the book is called The Man Who Mistook His Wife for a Hat. And in this book, he tells a story of a guy named Jimmy who had suffered from something called Korsakoff Syndrome. Now, what this is, is like a, it's a, a very rare condition that results in extreme memory loss. And so Jimmy, uh, he was, at the time that the book was written, he was 49 years old. It was 1970. And he couldn't remember anything that happened in the last 30 years of his life. And so the, the last thing he could remember was in 1945. And so Jimmy still thought he was 19 years old. Uh, Jimmy still believed that Truman was president. Uh, Jimmy believed that the periodic table stopped at uranium. Some of you still may think that the periodic table stops at uranium. Uh, he, had, he, he, thought, he didn't know anybody had gone to the moon. And the thing about Jimmy is he couldn't remember anything that happened more than a few minutes uh, previous. So uh, Dr. Sachs said that every time he walked into the room, he had to introduce himself again to Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy, I'm Dr. Sachs. He'd come again. Uh, hey, Jimmy, I'm Dr. Sachs. Nice to meet you. This happened the entire time that uh, he knew the man. And it's kind of like if you've seen uh, Finding Nemo, Dory, you know, she had that extreme short-term memory loss. And Dr. Sachs describes uh, wh what it was like for Jimmy, how, how uh, frightening it was to live with a condition like this, how uh, untethered he felt in life, how aimless he felt living without a memory. At the end of his book, he said this, I had never encountered, even imagined such a power of amnesia, the possibility of a pit into which everything, every experience, every event would, uh, would fathomlessly drop. The staff in the hospital called Jimmy a lost soul. Now, if you know anybody who suffered from dementia or memory loss or amnesia, you know how tragic this is as a physical condition. But what Peter warns us against this morning in the passage is, is more of a spiritual amnesia. What, what Peter warns us against is, is that there is something akin to amnesia that we could all experience spiritually where we forget uh, so quickly, the things that God has done and the things that God has said. Now, this is why in the Bible, as you read through it, one of the most common commands is remember. And so way back in the book of Exodus, even before God delivered his people from Egypt, he was telling his people, I want you to remember this. I want you to remember this day and tell it to your children. Uh, anytime there was a big event like God parted the Red Sea or, or, or parted the, the Jordan River, uh, they would always, the people of Israel would stack up stones of remembrance to remember what God had done so that they would never forget it. Uh, there's actually even a book in the Old uh, Testament called Jeremiah where uh, Jeremiah chides the people of God because they had left their faith, they had committed apostasy, and the language uh, Jeremiah uses for apostasy or leaving the Lord is he keeps on saying, you have forgotten the Lord. Over and over again, the Bible calls us to remember because it, the Bible knows that we struggle from this kind of spiritual memory loss. And that's why in the passage this morning, uh, Peter is going to emphasize how important it is for us to remember. Now, let's read the passage uh, and let me show you. So in verse 12, he says, Therefore, I intend to remind you of these qualities, though you know them and are established in the truth that you have. And I think it is right for me as I am in the body to stir you up by way of reminder. 
Since I know that the putting off of my body will soon happen in the Lord Jesus Christ, he's made that clear to me, and I will make every effort after my departure that you may be able to recall these things. So this passage is all about remembering. And if you remember, uh, the book of 2 Peter is all about growth. Uh, Peter wants us to grow in the Lord. And he knows that part of remembering or or part of growing is remembering. And look how important this is to Peter. So Peter says, I'm going to leave this earth. I'm going to die pretty soon. These are the last words that Peter is going to tell this little church. Uh, And with these last words, what does Peter do? Does he give them new information? Does he give them some new doctrine or some new teaching? Nope. Peter reminds them of what they already know. So this is crucial. And it's critical to their spiritual growth. And so this morning, uh, what, what I think we see in the passage is three reasons why remembering is a skill that we all need if we're going to grow as Christians. There are three things that Peter tells us here um, that happen if we will remember, if we learn this art of spiritual memory. Let's take through them today. So three things. The first thing is this. Uh, remembering is so important because remembering, number one, deepens our knowledge. Remembering deepens knowledge. So in verse 12, he says, Therefore, I intend always to remind you of these qualities. Uh, What qualities? So Peter has just been talking about some really basic things of the Christian faith. He's reminded them in chapter 1 of their new birth, you know, that they've been rescued from their old sins. Uh, He's reminded them of the the importance of uh, their moral development. They need to add virtue and and uh, spiritual uh, uh, moral uh, attributes to their faith. He's reminded them of the uh, second coming of Christ. These are all basic things, all, you know, kind of elementary things in the Christian life. And he says, I will always remind you of these qualities, even though you know them and are established in them. He says, I know you already know these things. I know that I taught you these things a long time ago, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna repeat them, and I'm gonna remind you of these things Because in knowing them and hearing them again, you deepen your knowledge. You remember that one of Peter's desires is for them to grow in knowledge. At the very end of the book, he says, grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But what does it mean to grow in knowledge? How do you know that you're growing in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ? Well, there are two types of knowledge, aren't there? There's breadth of knowledge, and then there's depth of knowledge. And a breadth of knowledge is just, it comes by getting access to more and more information. Uh, you learn more and more doctrines, more and more teachings. Uh, you get more and more information about God, and you grow in your breadth of knowledge. You need to do that. But there's also depth of knowledge, where you're not just adding more things, but you're growing deeper in the things that you already know. And so, for example, it's very possible to know about God's love. Yeah, I know God's love. I've read that in the Bible. But do you really know it? You can know it, and yet God's love is not your controlling reality. Or you can know about God's grace. Yes, God's grace, I've learned about that. I could give you an answer to what grace is. But although you may know that in your head, do you actually know it? Is it your controlling reality? Or you may know about God's providence, that God's in control of your life, but you're still afraid all the time. Because you, ha- you know it, but you don't know it. So there's depth of knowledge. And, and how do you grow in your depth of knowledge? Well, Peter says the way you grow deeper in knowledge is by reminding yourself and, and doubling down on that knowledge and repeating it over and over again throughout your life. Reminding helps you to grow deeper in knowledge. I love what Tim Keller says. This is a a quote 
from one of his books. He says, it's a prayer, and he says, Lord, I worry because I forget your wisdom. I resent because I forget your mercy. I covet because I forget your beauty. I sin because I forget your holiness. I fear because I've forgotten your sovereignty. You always remember me. Help me to remember you. You see, you, you can know something, but if you're gonna grow deeper in that knowledge, you've gotta remember it. You've gotta grow You've got to repeat it to yourself again and again and again. Because remembering is remembering. Uh, you know, because what happens is we can, uh, to forget is to, be, is to be dismembered from the truth. It's almost like an amputation. You can be disconnected from the truth that you know, right? You, you, you may know that God is love, but you're disconnected from that knowledge. And to remember is to reconnect yourself to the truth you already know. And so you repeat it again and you remind yourself of these basic foundational truths. One of my favorite books in the Bible is a book called Galatians. And Galatians is a book about the gospel. And the gospel is kind of the most basic Christian message. It's the, you know, God, God sent Jesus to die on the cross for your sins. And Galatians is all about the most basic message of the gospel, explaining the gospel, unpacking the gospel. And the book of Galatians is written to people who already believe the gospel. Why would you write a book about the gospel to people who already believe the gospel? It's because although they believe it, they need to grow deeper in their knowledge of it. Because you can know something, but you don't really know it. Uh, Karl Barth, who was a theologian, uh, wrote pages and pages of theology, volumes of theology. There's a story about him that at the end of his life, he was, went to the U.S., uh, he was a German, but he went to the U.S. to do a lecture um, a lecture series at the University of Chicago, and he was in Rockefeller Chapel at uh, U of Chicago. And at the end of his lecture, he had a question and answer time. And one student said, uh, Bart, uh, could you tell us in all of your volumes of theology and all of your learning, what is the most important insight that you, that you know about God? What is the most important thing that you've ever written? And he says, the most important thing that I've ever learned about God is something I learned a long time ago on my mother's knee. He said, here it is. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. And this is not some new information that he learned at the end of his life. He learned it at the beginning, and he spent his life growing deeper in it, reminding himself, doubling down on it, circling back to it again and again and again. And this is what Peter says. Uh, Remembering is so important because it deepens your knowledge. Secondly, Remembering is also important because remembering rekindles the heart. So notice what Peter goes on to say, verse 13. He says, I think it is right as long as I am in the body to stir you up by way of reminder. Now notice the language there. He says, why am I reminding you? He says, I'm reminding you to stir you up. Now stir up is an emotional word. It means to kind of stir up your emotions, to stir up your desires, uh, to to stir up your, your motivations, And it's kind of like when you stir up a fire, you know, if you ever have a fire in your backyard, you stir it up to kind of rekindle the flame, to get the flame going again. And and remembering is important because it rekindles your heart with the truth that that you already know. And so what Peter is saying here is that when you remember, it, it kind of brings you back and it kind of rekindles the, that love that you had for God at the very beginning. And you do this with a lot of areas of life. So if you go to a marriage counselor and, and let's say your, your marriage is on the rocks or you've lost that, 
desire and you're not, you kind of, you're not feeling it anymore. The flame is kind of gone. Any good marriage counselor is going to tell you what you need to do is go back to the beginning. Go back and remember, why did I fall in love with this person in the first place? You know, sometimes you're laying next to your, your spouse, you wake up in the morning and you look at like, who is this person? I don't even like you. Who are you? You know, you may think, not me, because, you know, but maybe you feel this way. But if you do feel this way and the, the marriage is kind of going dead and stagnant, you need to go back and remember. With a business, you do this. Uh, if a business has kind of gone off the rails or you've kind of, it's become stagnant, it's not growing anymore, you've got to go back to the beginning. Why did we start this thing in the first place? What was our purpose at the very beginning? And Peter is saying, remembering does that for you if you're a Christian. It brings you back and it reminds you why you fell in love with the Lord in the first place. There's a book, uh, or there's a, a church in the book of Revelation. Um, it's a few pages over if you want to turn there. But the very beginning of, of uh, the book of Revelation, uh, John talks to churches. And uh, he gives messages to a bunch of different churches. And there's one church that is stagnant and it's not growing. And they're just, they're going through the motions. They're not really feeling any love or passion anymore. And what John tells them is this in verse 4 of chapter 2. He says, but I have this against you that you have abandoned your love that you had at first. And what does he tell the church to do? He says, I want you to remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works over again. So if you're a Christian and you're growing dead in your Christian life, what do you need to do? You need to go back and remember. Remind yourself of why you fell in love with the first place, with, with the Lord. In the Old Testament, there were, I mentioned that they had stones uh, that they would pile up when God did something for them. Uh, there was one stone called the, the Ebenezer Stone. And uh, Ebenezer is not somebody's name. It's a, it's a Hebrew word that means God has helped me thus far. God has helped me thus far. And so when God, like I said, when God would do something for the people of Israel, they would pile up these stones, these Ebenezers, uh, to remind them of what God had done. And so when they were facing a current situation, where maybe they were fearful or hopeless or in despair, they would pull out the stone and it would remind them of, that, of what God did for them before. It would rekindle that hope. It would rekindle the, the courage that they had when God saved them before. It would bring their past into the present and rekindle that love and that joy. And I don't know about you, but sometimes um, I get nervous uh, when I fly. Anybody else get nervous when they're flying? Um, I'm not as nervous anymore, but, but one thing I do when I get nervous is I remind myself of what's true. You know when you get on an airplane and the thing starts shaking and, you know, you're up there in the air and you get the turbulence and you're kind of, the plane's moving around and you're thinking, are we going down? And then you remember the twilight zone, you know, the one where the monster's on the wing, you know, pulling out the wires out there. And your mind just starts playing tricks on you. Whenever that happens to me, I remind myself of what's true. Flying is safer than driving. Did you know that? The stats bear that out. There's actually an app you can get called Am I Going Down on your phone. And it uses aviation statistics to calculate the risk of a crash on your upcoming flight. And so I remind myself of that truth, and it gives, gives me courage. And Christians need to do this, too, as, you, as you're facing a situation in life. Maybe you've failed, and you're wondering, does God love me? You've got to remind yourself that God, that God is there and that he does love you. And you remind yourself of the truth. It encourages you. It, it rekindles the gratitude. 
That's the second thing it does. And then thirdly, what Peter says here is he says, uh, remembering also prepares you for the crucial moments. So notice in verse 14, he says, since I know that the putting off of my body will be soon, as our Lord Jesus Christ has made clear to me, and I will make every effort so that after my departure, you may be able at any time to recall these things. This is probably the most important thing Peter tells us about remembering. He says, remembering prepares you for the crucial moments. That's why Peter reminds him in this passage. Peter says, listen, uh, pretty soon I'm going to die. He says, I know that, that weeks, uh, months, uh, maybe even days, I'm going I'm to uh, be gone. He was in prison. He was about to be executed. And he says, I'm reminding you to prepare you for my absence. Because when I go away, he says, things are going to get bad. There's going to be persecution, and you're going to face trials, and you're going to face suffering, and things are going to go on in your life. And, and in those moments when things happen, you've got to remember what I've taught you. He's preparing them for the time when he's going to be gone and the inevitable moments that they're going to face. And it's true about all of us. You know, we will face moments of difficulty, uh, there will be moments of trial that you will experience where, you're, where pressure is on and, you know, things are happening in your life and you don't know what to do. You're going to face moments of uh, temptation where uh, you're going to be at work and you'll be tempted to lie or, you'll, you know, an affair will be on the table and you're tempted to give in. There's temptations out there. Uh, there are all sorts of moments that you're going to experience. And in those moments, what you need is not necessarily more information, what you need is to be able to recall the things that you already know. You're going to need the skill to bring to memory the right truth for that particular moment. Because when the pressure is on like a tube of toothpaste, what's on the inside comes out. And you need to have truth on the inside. You need to be so grounded in God's word and so deep in what you know through, through reminding yourself over and over again over a lifetime so that when the pressure is on at that moment, the right thing comes out. You remember Jesus uh, when he was in the wilderness and he was tempted? The devil was tempting him? And Jesus always had the right truth for the right moment. The, the truth was such a part of him. He had, he had reminded himself and it was... It was so ingrained in his mind and his heart that he was able to recall it and bring it to mind to face each particular temptation. And we're going to need that too. And so the question is, do you have that truth in you? Are you reminding yourself of it? Is it part of you? I think about Peter, and Peter in his life, you remember he... I talked to you last week about he experienced a moment of tragic failure uh, where he had denied the Lord. Uh, Jesus was uh, being tried by Pontius Pilate. Peter was out in the courtyard and he denied the Lord uh, in front of a schoolgirl three times over. And I, I think that Peter probably was tempted to go back to that moment again and again and again and just be depressed by it. But after Jesus rose from the dead, do you remember that Jesus went after Peter? And as Peter was fishing, thinking, I'm just going to go back to what I did before. I'm going to go fishing again. Forget this Jesus thing. I'm just not good at it, whatever. Jesus found him and called him to the beach. 
And do you remember on the beach that day, uh, Jesus looked at Peter and he said three times over, Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. Now, why did Jesus do that? I think he was reminding Peter. Oh, Peter, your sin is so great, but what I want you to remember most of all is that the gospel is bigger than your sin. I want you to remember that I love you, that I've called you, and no failure will disqualify you from following me and serving me. So Peter, feed my sheep. I imagine Peter reminded himself he went back to that moment again and again throughout his life because he, he would fail again. Uh, there was a time where he, he got up from the Gentile table and he was racist and he failed and he probably had to remind himself, yes, but Jesus said, feed my sheep. And later on, he failed. He didn't go to Cornelius' house because he didn't want to get mixed up with the Gentiles and he failed, but he probably reminded himself, but Jesus said, feed my sheep. And he probably circled back to that moment again and again and again throughout his life. In fact, I don't know if this is true, but I know, because I used to surf, that on the beach, there's always little stones. And I wonder if, the, if in that moment, after Jesus had reminded him to feed the sheep, if Peter didn't kneel down and pick up a stone. And, and this is totally conjecture. I don't know if he did this or not, but maybe he etched on that stone the words, feed my sheep. And maybe as, as time went on, after every failure, when he was tempted to give in, if Peter didn't pull out that stone and to remind himself of God's grace. Because remember, remembering prepares us for crucial moments. We need the right truth at the right time. We need to be, there are times you're not gonna have a commentary and say, well, let me look up chapter and verse and I need the time to grab a concordance and figure out, no, 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 you just need to have it on lockdown where you can recall that truth at the right moment. And when you have a discipline of remembering, it helps you do that. Three things that, you need, that, that are reasons why you need to remember. Number one, remembering deepens your knowledge. Number two, remembering rekindles your heart. Number three, remembering prepares you for crucial moments. Let me end with some application. Um, what, what do we do about this? I mean, what are some, some ways that we can remember well, let me uh, give you some ideas. So, so I, want you, I want to, number one, say that one of the best ways to help yourself remember is to go to church. Put a discipline of going to church in your life. Because here, here's one of the main reasons why you go to church. It's not to get some new piece of information. Not most of the time. I mean, every once in a while, I might pull out something super exciting, so, some new thing or whatever, but most of the time, I am telling you things that you already know. I'm preaching to the choir. You know, I might tell a cute story about my kids now and then, but most of the time, I am just repeating over and over again the things that you learned a long time ago, but you need that. And going to church is a way to keep the truth fresh in your mind to circle back to it again and again and again. Uh, one of my friends used to say this. It's almost like we have gospel bifocals on that, you're, that you walk around you know, with these, these bifocals and the, the glasses slide down your nose throughout the week. And when you go to church, what, what I'm basically doing is I'm sliding the glasses back on your nose again, up your nose again. Not, not in your nose, but you, you know what I mean. And, and so, you know, you, you live your life throughout your week, you begin to believe lies. You start thinking, I, I am who I am because of what, what I make of myself in the real world. And you come back to church and I say, no, you are who you are because of what Jesus has done for you. 
You go throughout your week and you're overcome by your sins and what you have done and you feel burdened down. And I said, listen, you come back to church. Listen, the gospel is bigger than your sins. Jesus' forgiveness is endless. And I'm reminding you of what you already know. This is why you go to church. And you also go to church because when you're at church, you're surrounded by other Christians. And remembering is something you need to do with others, not just by yourself. You need other people to help you remember. There's a collective memory. As we all come together and we sing songs and we remind each other of what the truth is. So often when I preach, uh, actually not when I preach, but at other churches, when people preach, you'll, you'll hear people say, amen, brother, or come on, come on, that's right, preach it, preach it. And uh, when people say that, they're not saying, yes, you've told me something new. No, they're saying, thank you for my, reminding me of what I already know. Amen. Preach it. Because we need that. Go to church. Uh, here's another thing I want to remind you to, 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 to do, to remind yourself, is I want to encourage you to collect Ebenezer's. Collect Ebenezer's. So you remember an Ebenezer is a stone, and it, it comes from a Hebrew word meaning God has helped me thus far. And as you came in the door today, anybody grab a rock? We had them in the back. Anybody grab a rock? Nobody told you to grab a rock. So um, when you leave, grab a rock. These are not to throw at the person that you don't like who's sitting next to you. These are uh, an opportunity to do an Ebenezer. So uh, think, of, think of a time in your life where, where you knew that God was with you. Think of a time where you knew that God forgave you. Uh, think of a time where you experienced God delivering you. And write it on this stone. So it could be somebody's name, somebody who encouraged you during a hard time. Or maybe you, should, you can write my baptism. Or write, God is with me. Uh, just write something on the stone because a lot of times tangible and, and textile things help us remember. Are you collecting Ebenezer's? It doesn't have to be a rock. It could be anything that reminds you that God ha- has helped you in the past that you can go back to again and again and again. Finally, I want to encourage you to take communion. And that's what we're going to do today. So Jesus actually instituted communion for the very reason of remembrance. He knows that we need to be remembered, that we need to remember the gospel. He knows that we often forget his love for us. And so the night before Jesus was betrayed, he He told the disciples to have a meal and to do it again and again and again because the Bible knows this about you, that you have selective memory, that you so easily forget who God is and what he's done for you. Communion is a time for us to collectively remember and rehearse the gospel. There's probably a lot of other things we can do, but uh, this morning we're going to end by taking communion. Before we do that, let's uh, pray together. Father, we thank you so much for uh, this passage where you teach us about the importance of remembering. And God, uh, this morning as we take communion, uh, we pray, God, that the truths, the most basic uh, first things kind of truths that we learn from communion, the fact that you love us, the fact that all of our sins are forgiven if we confess them before you, the fact that you have done everything that is necessary to make us your children, Uh, the fact that we are children of God, uh, we have a new identity based upon your work and not our own. 
all of these things that that you have done. I pray, God, that as we take communion this morning, uh, that this time would be a, a, a time where we grow deeper in that knowledge a time where we are rekindled uh, uh, in our desire for you, renewed in our gratitude, renewed in our courage. And Father, I pray that you would prepare us, Lord, prepare us, Lord, as we take this meal uh, to face life. And we pray this in Jesus' name, amen.